Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, MagicKids.org. MagicKids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome, Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. With me today, we have Danny Oakstead. What's up? And we have the newly promoted Janky Boggle, who is now Papa Boggle. For the third time. Hello? How's it going over there, Papa Boggle? Oh, not too bad. Yeah. New little baby Boggle out and... Ready to be slippery and etherealized and first striking everything that it sees? Yeah. Absolute Lord. destruction. <laughs> well, Papa Boggle, stay on your best behavior to make sure the new baby Boggle don't go wrecking us. <laughs> so we have a podcast for y'all here where we talk about news, finance, and all that stuff. So the breakdown of today's episode is going to be... We're going to cover the previous weekend event results. We have SEG and DreamHack stuff to talk about. Talk about the upcoming events next. Uh, there's several there. We're going to then move to the meat and potatoes, cover up some news quickies, and then get into the bigger topics. We're going to then move from there to the finance section with our weekly winners from MTG Stocks and finish off the podcast. We're going to hit up our deck of the week. So this previous weekend events, we had SCG Indianapolis, which had a Pioneer Open. The Pioneer Open was won by Peter Ingram, who was running Demir-Inverter combo. And actually with this, the top eight had four. Half of the top eight was Demir-Inverter. There was two Mono White Devotion, a Kugari Agro, and an Azorius Control. I mean, good to see that. Inverter of Truth combo is still a thing, he said sarcastically. But it's a thing. Dang blue. From the Open, there is also the Modern Classic at SCG Indianapolis, and that was won by Jund. And the top eight of this was pretty pretty good spread of decks. Uh, Jund took it away. Then we had a Jund Death Shadow. Third place was Grixis Urza Breach. Then we had an Amulet Titan, a Heliod combo in fifth, another Amulet Titan in sixth, Selesnia Titan in seventh, and the Titan Shift in eighth. Hmm. Y'all hear uh hear a similar theme there? Just a little bit. <laughs> oh Titan is just doing so much work. They all have added the new Dryad of the Elysian Grove in there, running either a three of or a four of. And then Pick your flavor of Field of the Dead or Valakut. It's just disgusting. Like Titan needed any more stuff. <laughs> that was the modern classic. And then to close out uh, the SEG Indianapolis, we had the Pioneer Classic. Uh, who won that was 
Derek Davis with Saltai Delirium. Second place was Mono Black Vampires by James Johnston. Band Spirits, another Mono Black Agro. And Is It in Soul in fifth? Mono White Devotion in sixth? Mono Black Agro in seventh? And Band Spirits in eighth? A lot less inverters in the classic. Good. The other event that we had this weekend was the very first DreamHack Arena Open held in Anaheim, California. That whole event was one. It was standard. It was won by... I believe it's Aaron. Yeah. Or Aaron is it A.A. Reron? Or can I say <laughs> I'm sorry if I really just joked with your name, even though it's a... Was it Michael Peen? Joke. But yeah, anyways, little peep. Good job. Little beep. Oh, little beep. Sorry. Little beep. Either way, he won me cards. He was running a very surprising Teamer Clover deck, actually. is very spicy because it has a bunch of adventure creatures that synergize off of a card called Lucky Clover, which is a two-mana artifact. Whenever you cast an adventure, instant or sorcery spell, copy it. You may choose new targets for the copy. Doubling up on all your uh, doubling up on all your adventure spells is super good because a bone crusher giant for four damage or a brazen borrower to get two permits. Doesn't... Or Merfolk Secret Keeper to mill eight. Yeah. All that is good. I've done oh, that before. There's no... I've done that in uh in limited but there's no merfolk seeker keeper in this list we had uh edgewall edgewall innkeeper that draws cards when you cast an adventure spell it's just the one that i have personal experience with also in here was beanstalk giant fey of wishes so you're really getting a lot of a lot of value half of casting uh, adventure spells so congrats to you aaron and wow what a spicy deck definitely so now we're going to move over to our upcoming events. So we have on February 28th, Magic Fest Reno. The main event is a limited There's format. Beyond Death. Should be fun. Uh, March 7th, we have SCG Regional Championships going on. Which, yep, I know we're going. Yeah, that varies from place to place. Uh, we'll give you a quick lowdown of their current locations. One that we're going to is in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There's one <laughs> in Kansas City, Dallas, Chicago. There's also one in Atlanta. There's also University Center in Michigan. Then we also have one in Knoxville, Tennessee. Another one going on in Durham, North Carolina. Cherry Hill, New Jersey is hosting a regional. Catskill, New York is having a regional. And Acton, Massachusetts is also having a regional going on. And the last one, actually, is down in Florida in Orlando. So if you're nearby any of these, go check them out. Do an SEG run. I know, like we were saying, we're most likely going to be going to that one. I know I am. Yeah. Last but not least... MTGO is holding a cons cube. It starts Wednesday. Showcase challenges start Saturday for Modern Standard and Theros Beyond Death, which is sealed. The next topic. Going to move to the BNR updates section here. So, Danny, take it away again. But I thought you wanted this one. Nah, just kidding. Uh, there, there are currently no BNR updates. Uh, we haven't had any announcements on announcements. Basically, and the only thing that we can think of for BNRs that are incoming are for those emergency BNRs where a card is now just running too many decks, or too many decks are running a card, or a combo, or just rolling over everyone. Like Oko. Yep. Yeah. Which is only legal in Legacy and Vintage, finally. And Commander. Well, yeah, I suppose. Can't forget the commander crowd. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. We'll let you know when BNR announcements get announced. And now for the meat and potatoes, Matt's specialty. Take it. 
we have our blogatog of the week that we like to start off with. And this week's blogatog that got chosen was a question asked by Jonathan Hetchett. He asked, hey, Mark, back when the yearly commander product shift from being five with a similar color pattern to four that can have different color combinations, what caused the decision to return to five commander precons for Ikoria? Disclaimer, this is not a complaint. It's just my curiosity. Mark Rosewater replied, it will become clear when we get to previews. Ooh, what's coming? I know. That's the reason why I chose it. Like, this is like very exciting to, to Let's, to let's set about. this hook on this bait that we have here. Mm-hmm. Get you on the line and so we can take all your money and run away and hide. This commander. And never do it again. This commander set's going to be pretty pretty exciting having five commanders and stuff and like having having a reason to have five again for it to be clear when previews start is it gonna be friends like friend colors oh allied uh yeah you mean allies well either way friends allies same diff there's no color dis, uh colors that were dis, uh, decided at this time or spoiled at this time what those five decks are going to be made we're actually going to talk about those decks in the rest of the meat and potatoes here. Now we're going to hit up our news quickies. First off, want to bring to your attention that Seb McKinnon has started his limited edition number three Kickstarter, where you can get your hands on some exclusive Seb McKinnon art playmats. Oh, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, they have the Angel's, Gr- Angel's Grace. Oh, answered prayers. Answered prayers. They have the answered prayers playmat. The Seb McKinnon art of Soul Herder. That's the one that I want. It looks very good. Very pretty. So if you want to sponsor or if you want to help out Seb McKinnon and get on some of these Kickstarter backer rewards, we'll leave a link in the description for you to check out. Well, that's a nice one. I like this one. Silent clearing. Ooh, is that the one they voted in? Mm. Unlocked by popular vote. Ooh, what's the other one? Uh, Face Song would be the guest artist spotlight. Oh, the other one unlocked by pop <coughs> by popular vote is Allure of the Unknown. Oh, I was hoping they were <coughs> done giver. Oh, yeah, and and then the keen the keen fable prints are pretty sweet too. Actually, the allure of the unknown is actually kind of cool. Yeah, it is. It's an interesting card, but the art is super good. Mm-hmm. Next on the quickies, we have Legends is going to be at PAX this week, where there's going to be some more information getting revealed between February 27th through the March 1st. If anybody's going to be in the Boston area, they are on the showroom floor at booth 17075. And then you can play the demo of Magic Legends. There's going to be some videos coming up. There's actually currently a video with some uh, questions and answers happening there. Again, link that if you want to check out some more information on Magic Legends. And for those that uh, that don't remember, Magic Legends is Wizards of the Coast's new MMORPG. Or this is an uh, MMO uh, massive multiplayer online action game, really. But yeah, descriptions below if you want to check more information about that. Also, if you guys listen to our... It's a MOA, if you will. MOA. It's like Neverwinter. Like MOA. Yep. Made by the same people from Neverwinter. Jason Momoa. Oh my god. Shut up. <laughs> At the beginning of each of our podcasts, we like to talk about magickids.org. Magic Kids has some um, exciting announcements to uh, that, that came out earlier this week. They are now partnered with Card Kingdom. Whoop whoop. So Card Kingdom and Magic Kids are now partnered together with benefits. So there's an article to read. 
pretty much all that's happening is Car Kingdom is going to be uh, sponsoring or helping Magic Kids out. So are they just going to give them bulk that we need to get rid of or what exactly are they going to do? Give them money? No, they're just in a partnership. So uh, it's a, okay. So a product. What it says here in the article with Magic Kids <clears throat> becoming partnered with Card Kingdom, quote, think about the first Magic the Gathering cards you ever owned. The building blocks for the collection you have today. Maybe you went down to your local card shop and bought some booster packs. Or maybe a generous friend gave you a box of cards they didn't need. Those cards gave you your first taste of magic. Your first deck building opportunities. And now your first play experiences. You might not be a magic player without them. We know how important a first magic collection can be. Especially to young people who are just learning to to play. Today, we pr- we're proud to announce a new partnership with Magic Kids, a nonprofit organization that provides cards to after-school magic clubs. And then it just talks about, in the end, what Magic Kids is. So in the partnership with Magic Kids, Card Kingdom will donate cards to help put more kits in the hands of more young players. We'll also be organizing events to benefit Magic Kids through Engage, our charitable giving arm. Stay tuned for more information. Congrats on you, Card Kingdom. Magic Kids is a very good charity to have chosen to partner with. Next up in the quickies, at the New York Toy Convention, there was released a new Magic deck. Should, since he is a new tiny. Oh, I thought I thought you were going to say that because he was tiny. Well, that too, but I mean, I don't want to be that mean. These cards can actually fit in his hand. He now has a problem. They're not taller than him anymore? Yeah, you know oh. that whole Burger King problem? Proportional? The guy couldn't hold the Whopper because his yeah, hands Yeah, they made small. this Whopper Jr. Mm-hmm. Yes. For small it's, guys. can now hold not only a Whopper, but he can hold these two decks in his hand without having to worry about dropping them because his hands are too small. At the same there time. <laughs> and what we mean by that is there has now been announced world's smallest Magic the Gathering dual decks, Jace versus Veraska. <laughs> and yeah, they're like the size of a quarter. As someone has way too much time on their hands. Maybe two quarters. Like yeah, they are, they are small. They're like a like a matchbook. Yeah, basically, matchbook solitaire. This is so dumb. Seeing the picture, but of these so guys funny with these cards. Is but so ridiculous. funny though. It's like, like how how do you how do you read them? You magnifying glass, and they say, "Oops, I burnt my card." But just make sure you don't do it outside, or any other light. <laughs> Ants can play these cards. Uh, That's funny. Baby Boggle could play these cards. That she could. Yes, she could. Top off the quickies, we have. Unsanctioned is getting released this Saturday, everybody. Whoop, whoop. Me and those squirrels. <laughs> All the squirrels. Squirrels riding toads. Squirrels, contraptions, dragons that change rule, bureaucratic dragons that change rules. Those dang judges. Yeah. Go check out your LGS for some pre-release events that are going to be happening and pick up some packs because, honestly, the... the these packs are always so fun to, to, to see. The the amount of time and effort put into the silliness that these sets provide. Make a commander set or a commander deck and just have fun on the tabletop. Yeah. That's what they're for. Now we're going to jump into the meat and potatoes, the bigger portions of the news. So next in the news, we have the standard artisan Festival of Gods Fire Perforos event, which is going to be ending today as this comes out 11 eastern 10 central and 8 a.m western time it'll be ending at those pacific pacific tomato tomato they'll be ending then so you may have some time to squeak in to get the constellation art for clothos god of destiny for one win annex hardened in the forge for two wins and perforos bronze blooded for three wins. So this artisanal event is a standard format that is based on only commons and uncommon cards. It has its own ban list of 
currently four cards that you're unable to play with. The first one is Persistent Petitioners, which is blue one for a 1-3 human advisor. Pay a colorless tap. Target player puts the top card of their library into their graveyard. Tap four untapped advisors you control. Target player puts the top 12 cards of their library into their graveyard. And then finally, it says, a deck can have any number of cards named Persistent Partitioners. So that is banned from the Artisan format. Cauldron Familiar is also banned, which is a black 1-1 cat. When it ETBs, each opponent loses a life, and you gain a life. It also has the ability Sacrifice a Food, Return Cauldron Familiar from your graveyard to the battlefield. The third card on the ban list is Cavalcade of Calamity, which is a red one enchantment. Whenever a creature you control with power one or less attacks, Cavalcade of Calamity deals one damage to the player or planeswalker that creature is attacking. And the final card that is banned in the artisan format is Gates of Blaze, which is red two sorcery. Gates of Blaze deals X damage to each creature where X is the number of gates you control. Go wild, make yourself an artisan deck without those cards. And the next artisan event is... We have the Festival of Gods, Nylia's Call of the Wild. Starts on February 29th at 8 a.m. and runs till March 3rd at 8 a.m. That's all Pacific time. Um, in the Giant Monsters event, Whenever you cast a creature spell with converted mana cost of four greater, you get to draw a card. So it's a giant monster's emblem. You get an emblem starting out. Um, entry fee is 2,500 gold or 500 gems. And it uh, ends after three wins, but you can keep playing. Uh, best of one structure. The event rewards are one win. You get the constellation frame for Renata called to the hunt. And for two wins, you get the constellation frame for Nylia Keen-Eyed. Some pretty nice, uh, pretty nice rewards and stuff for this. Oh yeah, they they look pretty. I like the constellation frames. It's better than them being like, buy this for X amount of gems or X amount of gold. Yeah, you whales. Take that back. It's like the Nixlands being behind a paywall. Pay to win, bro. Pay to win. <laughs> Next in the news topics, we got. Nine-year-old Dana Fisher set a record of being the youngest Magic player to win cash at a GP. Uh, she won the money at GP Austin using her deck of choice, Elves. So congrats to you, Dana Fisher, for setting records. Continue kicking ass, please. Next in the news, we have a whole new way to play Magic called Jumpstart. Wizards of the Coast wrote an article on February 20th introducing the new set that is set to come out in June. June, or no, not June, July 3rd. 3rd. There will be a pre-release happening the weekend before of June 20th through the 21st. So this jumpstart set, quote, Goblins and walls, cats and Frexians, pirates and unicorns, all together at last, thanks to Jumpstart. Jumpstart is a new way to play Magic the Ma Magic that mashes together. <laughs> Jumpstart is a new way to play Magic that mashes together themes from throughout the history of the game and lets you skip the deck building part. If you can't wait to have pirates head into battle with unicorns, smash two boosters together and ride on. If you absolutely must merge the greatest evils in the multiverse together, cats and Phyrexians, packs are waiting for you. Jumpstart takes the best parts of limited and constructed magic and fuses them to a dynamic, innovative play experience. So each of these packs are a 20, 20 card booster packs. And in each of them, there are seven to eight lands in the booster pack, each with new art that is based on the theme of the booster pack. So there will be cat-based lands for the cat booster pack or goblin-based lands for the goblin pack. But the, the gist of the whole thing is like you get two packs with different themes, shuffle them together, you have yourself a 40-card deck, and you can go head-to-head -head with an opponent without even having to worry about building a deck. So jumpstart... 
Yeah, no, this thing is really exciting. I I like I like this. I'm excited for this. This this seems like it could be fun, especially because there's a lot of variation in the pack designs too. Mm-hmm. I don't think they've announced every full possible combination. We know that there's goblins, walls, cats, Phyrexians, pirates, and unicorns. There's also doctors and group themes as well that are coming into this. There's also, it, according to the article, it says that there's enough multiple variations to make 121 possible 20 card lists inside any given pack. Oof, the variation is there. Should be variation f- is there. This should but be. There's also uh, special this- mid rare packs that don't have any variations at all, that just have one card list. Jumpstart also includes five hundred, almost five hundred reprints of cards. It's a lot of reprints. It's a lot of reprints. That's a lot of cards getting printed in the set. Also has oh, yeah. thirty-seven new cards to the game. These cards will not be standard, pioneer, or modern legal. They'll only be legal in legacy, vintage, and commander. Oh, yeah, that's that's not, crazy. That's that's not just the thirty-seven new cards. That's all the cards from this set is only good in the eternal formats not unless the reprints are in standard all yeah. cards are well i'm just saying these are all legal in eternal formats correct so That's some good. may be like the ones that are currently being used yeah sure you can get that alternative art but it, it's just these 37 new cards specifically printed for jumpstart are yep. not legal unless it's the uh the eternal formats of Legacy, Vintage, and EDH. To buy a few boxes and then have a commander draft. Totally doing that. I'm excited for this. This seems pretty cool of a of a set. So it's also uh, supposed to be closely tied to Corset 2021 as well. Oh, I wonder if there's going to be some weird Teferi themes and stuff in. <laughs> but yeah, there will be pre-release coming out june 20th through the 21st check your lgs get signed up for some of this stuff i don't know as a, a, a limited environment where i don't have to worry about building a deck makes it easy for a lazy magic player like myself just to shuffle up and go exactly these are perfect and these would be perfect for on the go you know you want to go somewhere and you're going to be at a, like a long event or something that's going to be boring grab a couple packs grab some people to play with and sit and play Exactly. Matt, that was the biggest lie that you've ever spoken. Which about one? you not being or you being just a lazy magic player and not wanting to build decks. Yeah, I call bull on that one too. I think about decks. Therefore you're not a lazy magic player. I don't put the you, decks together. You, <laughs> that is also a lie. A very big lie. Quit lying, Matt. Of, of, I always of, think about decks, and I'm always building new decks. Yeah, man. You have, a, you have a magic podcast, and you think, hey, I'm just a lazy magic guy. I don't think about decks and build decks. No, no, no. I said I don't build No, that's decks. a lie. I think about decks. Anyway, <laughs> next topic. We have the new Commander 2020 set. There are five decks. Here, here are the titles of these five decks. We have... Ruthless Regiment. I'm thinking Boros colors. Red, I don't red, know. white. Ruthless, ruthless makes me think of like it's, black, red because ruthless white is more like. But regiment. Well, it it could, could be, be it could be black, red, but it'd be more soldier deck. Mardu. Could be, yeah. I was just about could. To say it could be Mardu. Then we have Arcane Maelstrom, which could that be Teamer Jeskai. Nah, Maelstrom is definitely green. Like, I bet that one's going to be Teamer. All right. Next, we have symb- um, Symbolic. Not Symbolic. Symbiotic Swarm. Symbiotic Swarm. There we go. Let's go. Okay. Next up, we have Symbiotic Swarm. That one might be Saltai. Black, green. Or Golgari. Yeah. Timeless Wisdom. Blue, white. This one might be Jeskai. This one might be the Jeskai one for sure. Timeless Wisdom. Uh, yeah, that one could be. Uh, could have been. And Enhanced Evolution. This is green-white. Yeah, this could be... Enchantments. 
And then you have yeah. Green Either Evolution. Bant. Bant as well. Possible. So everyone is just speculating on the colors currently. Nothing has been confirmed with what these, what are in these commander, uh, Ikoria commander decks or their colors. We're just a bunch of schmucks with microphones. <laughs> Spin opinions to the world. Just a reminder, Ikoria Lair Behemoths will officially be released April 24th, and the pre-release events will be happening April 17th through the 19th. So you got two months to get your pre-orders in. Do it up. Get them ordered. And to finish off the news, we missed out on a quick quickie. Hunter Pence wants to be a Magic the Gathering champion. Let's build him a deck. Headline says from SB Nation. Uh, it reads... Does this nerd have the power to turn Hunter Pence into a Magic the Gathering god? So, I recently found out that Hunter Pence plays Magic the Gathering. For you that don't know who Hunter Pence is, he is a San Francisco Giants pitcher. I thought he was an outfielder. Maybe. Well, either way, he plays baseball for the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. He recently had a photo shoot where they were talking about the first day of, how old he is... Uh, just like on a little chart chalkboard to like just like give you just a like the first day of first grade or first day of kindergarten. This is the first day of spring training. Oh, see, I didn't know that. I'm well, not a sports guy. Right there, he's 36. Loves his wife. Uh, he wants to be an MTG Mythic champion when he grows up. Yep, his favorite food is kale salad. I've never had kale. And his favorite color is orange. But yeah, the reason why we're talking about this is another sports fanatic is a magic player. He has a Twitch where he streams a lot of limited and routinely plays Magic the Gathering online. So in this article, James Dater tries to make him a deck for him to uh, for Hunter Pence to play, and he decided to call it Messy Gruel Aggro for Hunter Pence. We'll link that in the description if you want to check it out. It's pretty fun, and it's just cool to know that there's big sports people that are into magic. So I now know of Hunter Pence, and there's Cassius Marsh, who is a football player for the Seattle Seahawks, who also plays magic. He's made a couple appearances on the command zone. I did not know that. Yeah. Hey, magic isn't just for nerds. It's for the... Jocks, too. Yeah. <laughs> hence he's playing gruel to close out our news we will then move to our finance section and our finance section we talk about the weekly winners as posted by mtgstocks.com mtg stocks is this great website that has nice graphs of card prices it searches any card you want tells you the price that it's currently at market price value the highest it's been, the lowest it's been, and gives you options where to buy. To buy, And there's also their weekly winners article that they come out with on Friday that highlight a couple cards that have seen significant increases in price, and they talk about that a little bit. So let's jump into that. Weekly winners for this week are Reap, which is a green one instant card, return any number of target cards from your graveyard to your hand. You cannot choose more cards than an opponent. You cannot choose more cards than the number of black permanents target opponent controls. This card has seen a 249% increase and is now sitting at $10.5. Oh, little side note. Uh, the, the weekly winners article comes out on Friday. We record Monday night. Prices may have changed between then and now, and we will let you know about that. So Reap has actually dropped down to about seven dollars now. No, it's at ten forty four. Oh, what was its max then? It maxed out on Wednesday, the nineteenth, at thirteen forty nine. Oh, wait, hold on a second. You gotta probably yeah, it's dropped down fifty cents. Or a whole bucket's a buck fifty. Market prices now eat. Oh, you got well. like this is just a snapshot from there, so we gotta remove that. So 
uh, prices may change. So, okay. uh, so currently, Reap is now sitting at about between eight and nine dollars to pick up. So with this card, this card has seen an increase in price because of the Command Zone's recent video talking about their their uh, favorite cards. And because of talking about Reap, a lot of people saw this card because it was originally a 50-cent card. They went out, they bought a bunch of them, price increased. Honestly, wait to buy them. They're going to go down. It's just hype of the command zone and their card choices next on the weekly winners we have swarm yard which saw a 64 percent increase sitting at 23 dollars but since friday it's actually dropped down to between 15 and 20 bucks this card jumped up in price uh, they really don't know why if any speculation has to guess at this, it's the. It might have to do with the secret lair drop year of the rat, and maybe with the unsanctioned announcement of having more squirrels. Because Swarm Yard is a land that taps to add colorless to your mana pool, and it also tap, regenerate target insect, rat, spider, or squirrel. So this card. Saw a jump in price definitely a couple weeks back because of the drop series, but then it jumped up even more, which was a little more surprising. And it's currently only had this one printing, so if you're in need of this card, keep an eye out for it. Maybe it'll keep going back down. <laughs> Finally, in the weekly winners, we have Stoneforge Mystic that saw a 10% increase sitting at $42 now. Since Friday, it has kind of dipped down to $38 now. With this card, it's Stoneforge Mystic is no stranger to extreme price fluctuations. Oh, yeah. When it got... Un uh, before it got unbanned back in August, it was a card that sat around 36 bucks. After the unbanned, it jumped up to 74 and then at its peak, it was at just under $80, and here we are. That's for the regular ones. That's not even, we're not talking foil or, or the judge promos. Yeah, they're just oh, the basics. Got insanely high. Exactly. They're a broken card. And here we are six months later. It's back about that price that it was before it got unbanned and climbing up a little bit, dancing in that area. So uh, this, has been, this has been moving around in price uh, f because of some modern Snowblade or Blade Control decks that are using it, having the Batterskull package and sword, insert whatever sword you would like at that point. Uh, a list that MTG Stocks is posting is using a Sword of Feast and Famine as the other artifact that it finds. Yeah, that's a very expensive deck they're running. It's like $1,003. Oh, yeah. Fetchlands and all these has three chase, the Mind Sculptors. The single Sword of Feast and Fam is, is almost 60 bucks. Well, this deck, this deck is now the number six deck in the meta with a, with a play rate of 3.27%. It's not, not too bad of a meta share for that. No, it's not. And it looks like a fun deck. Now we're going to move to some of the cheap pickups this week. Starting off, we have Engineered Explosives sitting at $12.53, record low and going down. Now, Engineered Explosives is casting cost X, and it has the ability Sunburst, where when it enters the battlefield with a charge counter on it for each color of mana used to, spend to cast it, and you pay to... And you can sacrifice engineered explosives and destroy each non-land permanent with converted mana cost equal to the number of charge counters on engineered explosives. Fun card to play against either. This is a modern modern sideboard stable. stable. Yep. Drop it on zero, wreck tokens, drop it on one, destroy all one drops. Papa Boggle don't like that. 
Ooh, no, he does not. <laughs> Unless you yep. got indestructible on it. Indestructible or totem armor. Yep, totem armor. So next up, we got the Royal Scions coming in at $8.50, record loan going down. Royal Scions is a generic and a blue and a red. Bird Planeswalker coming in at five loyalty. Plus one is draw card, discard card. Another plus one. Target creature gets plus two, plus zero, gains first strike and trample until end of turn. And then its ultimate is a negate. Draw four cards. When you do, the Royal Scions deals damage to any target equal to the number of cards in your hand. To those savvy listeners, if they remember, last week this was also on the cheap pickups, sitting at just around $9, and it's still climbing down. So if you're interested in picking up the Royal Scions, Maybe wait a little bit more. This thing is still taken down. But I'd definitely keep an eye on it. Okay, so then last but not least, we have our favorite guy ever. Oko, Thief of Crowns. Coming in at $15.75. Record low and going down. A card that is now only legal in Vintage, Legacy, and Commander. Oko, I'm sure everybody knows, is uh, one generic of green and a blue for Planeswalker with four loyalty. Has a plus two, create a food token. Plus one, target artifact or creature. Loses all abilities and becomes a green elk creature with power toughness, three, three. I just got a shiver down my spine hearing that text. <laughs> it's been so long. It you know, right? And then his ultimate is an egg five. It says exchange control, target artifact or creature you control and target creature and opponent controls with power three or less. Yeah, Commander players, Vintage players, you wanting your Oko, it's going down in price. You're the only ones holding the price where it's at. One's buying it. Now, if you are interested in picking up this Oko, but you don't like it at that 1575 range and want it to go down a little more, you can use a handy website called TCG Sniper. How a TCG Sniper works is you go to TCG Player, get a link of a card that you want to keep an eye on to decrease to a certain price where you feel that it's an appropriate time to pick it up. Like Oko Thief of Crowns, maybe you want to pick them up at 10 bucks. You get that TCG player link, go to TCG Sniper, insert that link, and put the desired price of $10. That's it. You wait. TCG Sniper will send you a notification when someone on TCG player is selling that card at that price. And then you can jump in Buy at that price and be the happiest magic player with Oko in your back pocket now. Head note, TCG Sniper also works for sealed products as well. Go check them out. It's very worth it. Patient, financially motivated magic players definitely appreciate a site like this. To close out the podcast, we're now going to move to Deck of the Week. This week, we have a take on a standard deck that did pretty good in Worlds, but it's Grixis instead of Jeskai, and it's Fires of the Dragon God, submitted on MTG Goldfish by J3TITE, which I think is Jite, just with a three instead of an E. So this deck runs off the Fires of Invention of being able to cast spells only during your turn and eat and you can only cast no more than two spells each turn you may cast spells with convert a mana cost less than or equal to the number of lands you control without paying their mana cost so instead of having access to white you now have access to black with this you still have cavalier flames which is red 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 two for a six five elemental knight when it enters the battlefield discard any number of cards then draw that many cards when Cavalier Flame dies, it deals X damage to each opponent and each Planeswalker they control, where X is the number of flank cards in your graveyard, has an activated ability of red one, creatures you control get plus one, plus O, oh, and gain haste till end of turn. And Cavalier Gales is blue, 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 two for a 5-5 five, five elemental knight with flying. When it ETBs, draw three, then put two cards from your hand on top of your library in any order. Cavalier Gale dies, shuffle it into its owner's library. Then draw two. Those are the same from the Jeskai Fires deck. 
But where it varies is now you have in the Planeswalker slots instead of Teferi's, you have Nicol Bolas Dragon God. As a Grixis player, this tickles my fancy a lot. It is red, black, 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 blue for a four loyalty Bolas Planeswalker. Nicol Bolas God Dragon has all loyalty abilities of all other Planeswalkers on the battlefield. Plus one, draw a card. Each opponent exiles a card from their hand or a permanent they control. Neg three, destroy target creature or planeswalker. Neg eight, each opponent who doesn't control a legendary creature or planeswalker loses the game. That's brutal. Yeah, this is this is a game winning game winning planeswalker here. It also runs Narset Parter of Veils. So with Nicol Bolas, you get an additional anticipate trigger because Narset's neg two is look at the top four cards of your library, may reveal a non-creature, non-land from among them, put it in your hand, put the rest at the bottom of your library in a random order. A couple other black cards in this build are Thought Erasure, Bedevil, and Enter the God Eternals. So Thought Erasure is black-blue, target opponent reveals their hand, you choose a non-land card from it, that player discards that card, surveil one. Bedevil is black, black, red. Destroy a target artifact creature or planeswalker. And Enter the God Eternals is black, blue, blue, two. It deals four damage to target creature. You gain life equal to damage that was dealt this way. Target player mills four. And then you amass four, which is put four plus one plus one counters on an army you control. If you don't control one, create a zero, zero black zombie army creature token. So this deck, just because of having those cards, the the uh, targeted removal is pretty interesting to see because probably in the bedevil's place you would have deafening clarion which is red white one sorcery it deals three damage to each creature bedevil just straight up singly single targets something to remove it and then it had i think that i think this deck is a pretty comparable deck to the jeskai fires Unfortunately, we haven't seen any results and stuff put up by this. No. But I imagine that this actually is a pretty strong controlling deck as well. Because before you drop the fires, you just thought erasure your opponent, lava coil them as well to remove the board. And then when you drop fires, you get cavalier, cavaliers, and nickel bolluses. Well, they're also running murderous rider in their sideboard. So for a three drop, destroy target creature or planeswalker, you lose two life. Yeah, the 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 targeted removal is really good. I don't know how significant it is to lose to fairy time raveler in the main board, but it looks like he's running a lot of planeswalker removal, or I mean, he's also running Muyongling Sky Dancer in the sideboard. Another planeswalker here. Three of of those. Yep. Another sorcery, the dealing or sac- target players. Uh, oh, yeah, the- we got to go read Muling here. I thought you were going to read oh, it. That's sorry. why I left the gap. Muling, uh, Mu Yelling Sky Dancer is blue, blue one for a two loyalty planeswalker. Has plus two until your next turn. Up to one target creature gets neg two nago and loses flying. Neg three, create a four four blue elemental bird creature token with flying. And neg eight, you get an emblem with islands you control have tap draw a card that was going to be kind of important because in the main deck they're running four islands they have two water graves which counts as islands and four steam vents which also count as islands i wonder if that is just for aggro matchups to weaken them and try and go into the late game because the neg two neg o you know maybe against a cavalcade of calamity kind of style deck mono red aggro with robber of the rich is what that gets cited board in for and probably putting swapping out something overall this deck looks super fun the price of it is about 261 dollars in paper honestly not too bad most of the money in this deck is coming from the land section yep and the uh, Nicol Bolas G- Dragon God. So the lands are Watery Grave, Steam Vent, and Blood Crypt. All shocks. Worst comes to worst, you just trade those out for some of the 
uh, guild gates in, in replacement for those. Or or the um, dual lands were uh, like... Those aren't a standard. Aren't they, I suppose. Nope. So yeah, you probably swap those out for the guild gate. Save yourself 50, 80, 100 bucks. Save yep. yourself $100. Get a $161 deck and... Be pretty competitive. I'd say so. That's not too bad to be spending. And a lot of these cards, a lot of these cards you probably have already because the only new cards from uh, Theros Beyond Death are Storm's Wrath, which is a red, red, two sorcery. Storm's Wrath deals four damage to each creature and each planeswalker. And the other Theros card is Omen of the Sea, which is blue, one enchantment flash. When Omen of the Sea ETBs, Scry 2, draw a card, and also has Blue 2. Go check out the deck. Lists posted in the description. And with that, I think we call this a podcast. I think so. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Questions, comments, concerns, reach out to us that way. We're always looking to improve to try and be the aggregate news source that you really want. And then if you have other uh, questions, you can also send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. You got anything there, Danny? Follow us on Twitter, Facebook. Do the following on the socials. Yep, Get her yep. done. Let's kick that outro. Thanks, guys, again for listening to this podcast. Please go to thisweekinmtg.com for more information. You can also subscribe on your favorite platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google, or even any of the other platforms that are out there. We're literally everywhere. On Tuesday, every Tuesday, we're going to have new information. Wait, what's going on? It's Matt again. Did he just crack an Oko? Probably. Does he know that it's banned in every format, basically? Probably not. We're not going to tell him. I think we should keep it this way. Let's do it. Oh, God.